Hey, welcome. We've got a special bonus episode today. Where we're actually flashing back a couple years to our January 3rd, 2021 uh, broadcast, where we're welcoming in the new year coming out of the pandemic. Pastor Vanessa gives us a wonderful message about how we're supposed to keep our priorities straight and focusing on God, making God our priority. Amen. Amen. Are we ready? Our hearts clear. Have we um, tried to cleanse everybody from our hearts, holding no grudges, and we're ready to receive the word. This word, um, this word that God has impressed is basically what we have been um, saying in other ways throughout, throughout last year and will be throughout this year, and that is God is our priority. God is our number one. Our number one, that God wants us to be reminded that he is our priority. And so as, even as we go into prayer right now, and we can never, if it's like, oh, they pray a lot, I hope so. <laughs> if, we, if we don't, there'd be a problem. As we pray right now, let us hold on to that word. Dear Lord God, as we go before your, your presence and study your word, you are our priority. God, we pray, Lord God, that this word gets deep into our spirit, that it works, that it works all throughout the weeks and the months and the years, that we will always keep you as number one, and that if you're not number one, that you would be placed there. Oh, God, please cause people to understand, to understand your calling. Draw them in like a magnet, that they cannot be pulled apart even as they have to leave and go other places, that they would return and get this word. Or as they stay and they say, I just can't go until I get this word. God, help us to understand and help it to work as only your anointing can. Not by power, not by might, but by your spirit, Lord God. Lord God, you are everything. And we ask that you speak a word to us and that we hear it, and that we live it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So the first scripture is Matthew 22, 37 through 38. And let us all get that. The reason you get the scripture, if you can, is because the more senses that you use when you get the word, the more you are touched by it. So, oh, if I see it with my eyes, I hear it with my ears, I touch it, you use highlighters to highlight the words, your, your memory is going to re remember it, you live it out. God gives us all these senses for a reason. <laughs> Matthew 22, verse 37 and 38. And it says this. Jesus said unto them, Jesus, the son of God, God himself, God, the son, Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment with all thy heart. And we, we picture the heart of emotions. And oh, I love, I love them. Oh, I'm in love with them. We are absolutely supposed to be in love with God. But the heart is also the muscle that pumps 
your heart is the muscle that pumps constantly and never stops. Whether you're 10 years old, 40 years old, 80 years old, that heart has been pumping without a break. Where I go, oh, I'm so tired, I need a break. Oh, I'm this, I need a break. But your heart has been pumping this whole time and it's your livelihood. We're supposed to love God like that. That there's never not one moment that I'm not in love with God. There's not one moment that God is not on my mind. You're like, well, how is that possible? Well, all the parents can tell you how that's possible because our children are on our heart. Even when we close the door, they're off. It's never like, oh, I just thought of so-and-so. But even more than our children, more, more than the love of your life, God is number one. And not, not a close number one. Oh, far, I mean, that God's love for us is more than any person has ever loved you. You think about the person that loves you unconditionally. They've always been there for me. Oh, when I think of them, I think of love. God's love supersedes that higher than the clouds are above the sky. Higher, higher, higher. Love the Lord God with all your heart. And with all thy soul with the very being of who you are. Well, because people back in the day, well, I love him, but you know, you know, that's just the way I am. No, the way I am is the way he tells me to be. And when I'm not like that, I line up this being, this soul, into what God says. But what you talking about, Pastor? This is what I mean. That all of us, when you're, you have the spirit man, hallelujah, those that have been saved, sanctified, hallelujah, the Holy Spirit, man, and it just glows and it does what the Lord says, and yes. Then we have, the, we have the flesh. The flesh is our body, but it's also our human nature, our central nature that means our senses. Oh, make me feel good, what I want, what, a, what comes natural to me. Now, you can line up that flesh to God's way, but you can also line up to the devil's way. So you also have the devil attack you. Now, the devil's not omnipresent like God is. God is everywhere at all times. When we talk about the devil, we're talking about every demonic force that tries to attack all the little henchmen, all those things. But it's almost like the cartoons where it's like, oh, here's the angel and here's the devil. That's not exactly how it is, but that's how your flesh feels. I'm not going to go to the good side. I'm going to go to the bad side. And then when our flesh hooks up with the enemy and we put emotions on top of that, then we tend to be like, well, I'm just going to do things my way. And I do love the Lord, but I need to tell them about themselves. And we act like a different person. And our very soul takes on that carnal nature. But God says, love me with all your soul. When that soul tries to take you away to the things you know is not right, Say, no, I love the Lord with all my heart, but I love him with all my soul, my very being, that even the seat of my emotions that would cause me to act like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, I line them up with God's way, with the love I have for God. Okay, and so then you love him with all, verse 37, Matthew 22, 37, with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. 
Oh my goodness, all thy mind. That's where our century gets us in trouble. We think, uh, when I say we, I'm many people in the world, that's what I mean when I say we, we think we're oh so smart. And oh, it has to line up with our intellect. And can you prove it to me? And yes, I heard this, but I figured it out this way. If we could line up our mind to obey God, everything would fall into order. Our mind wouldn't trick us into saying, I want to believe God. I want to be saved. I want to give my life to him. But this way makes more sense. And when I've studied here and I've trained here, this is what I know. And God, yes, I've been saved 20 years and I want to obey you. But, uh, but I think this way is a little bit better. Are you trying to outsmart your Lord and Savior who created you? We have to line it all up. That that is the first and great commandment, that you are number one. You are number one, Lord God, not me. We're trained. I, I keep saying we're trained because you, you sort of not have to be so hard on yourself. Um, I keep saying we're trained because that is the way that the commercials and the TV, me, 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 and what have they done for me? But what have we done for God? Because God does for us. Did you hear me? God does for us. Even when we're saved, we focus on what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? How am I still making that A plus with God? But God says, are you not remembering that I am the one that does for you? I am the one who loves you. I am the one who orchestrates your life. I use an example like water. Um, water has all these properties, okay? Has all these properties. Some of the properties, it hydrates, okay? It, it's obviously, it does its function. And if, Stephen, if you could get this a little bit lower, thank you, because I'm getting comfortable. I want you all to see me. I can't exactly, hey man. Okay, so water hydrates. It increases your brain function. Um, gives you energy, hallelujah. Um, so like when you, so, so many times, oh, I'm tired. I need to do something. What can I do? In reality, you just need to drink more water. It cleanses your skin. It cleanses your body. It, um, helps eliminate toxins. Okay. So all these precious properties of water, there's so many properties of water. We're 70% water that you cannot recreate what water does. But what if you try to? Like, oh, instead of water, well, you say it cleanses uh, my skin. I'm not going to use water because I have this, uh, uh, I don't need to drink water because I have this astringent and I'm going to use this astringent um, to clean my skin. And um, energy, I got these energy pills. And so I don't really like water, but if I take soda pop, even if I drink soda, I'm going to drink these energy pills and I have the energy because water gives me energy. Oh, what else does water do? It maintains regularity that all the functions of the body work together um, and that everything that should be eliminated should be eliminated. Well, I'll take this diuretic and I can drink that with soda. And what else is water supposed to do? Um, water is supposed to increase my brain function. So if I study real hard and it's like, no, you are missing the point. Even if you try to replicate all the things that water does, you need water to live. Those, those water properties are wonderful and glorious. And if you're low on those things, yay, it can help you out. 
but nothing is going to replace what water does. If you don't drink water, you will die. Now we take that over to the spiritual world. God says, me first. He says, me first. Let's look at Matthew 6, 33. Matthew 6, 33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you added unto you. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Thank you, Jesus. What's all these things? Well, a lot of those things that water does, God cleanses, he renews, he restores, but then there's a whole bunch of other things. Oh, peace I leave with you. Grace. And you... And it's from spending time with him by making him a priority. But if you're trying to do the list, oh, peace. Okay, God, I'm just going to be calm. I'm going to be peaceful. Okay, loving, you want me to love everybody. Okay, what else? You want me to walk holy? I don't know why I keep sinning, but okay, here's a to-do. Okay, um, don't do this, do do that. Don't do this. Now, those things, seeking to do right by God, those are glorious things. But those are the properties that follow when you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you spend time with him. I'm hoping I'm making myself plain because God says in all you're seeking, I want you to seek what's right to do, what's good to do, how to please the Lord. But if that supersedes you knowing that I first sought you out, that I love you, I am the God that gives you things, then that needs to be corrected. God says, when I came to you, I gave you my son, Jesus. I gave you life. I gave you breath. I give you peace. I don't want you to lose what I'm giving you because you are trying to recreate the properties of salvation. God says, spend time with me. Those properties will come. Spend time with me. How it talks about the water eliminates those toxins and things in our body that shouldn't be. God says, I will do the eliminating if you focus on how much I love you. Spend time with me. Spend time with me. Spend time with God. God is calling you. He made you. I don't care if you are the strongest Christian or if you're the chief atheist that, oh, I hate God and I don't love him and I don't believe in him and everything's made up. Oh, only God's grace. Even with the, even those words forming in my mouth made a <laughs> gut reaction. Like, oh, those are some horrible words. But people say that with their mouth, with how low of a priority, how they treat God as a pastime. And God says, you're wondering why your life is not the way it's supposed to be? is because the thing that is supposed to be the most important, the very most important, you're laying on the back burner. But God says it's time for a new, a new time. 
Well, what do you mean spend time with God? Okay, so the final scripture, let's turn to Romans 10, 17. Romans 10, 17. Hallelujah. What a blessing it is to spend time with the word in the Lord. It says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So faith, this whole believing in God, living in God, doing what he says, that kind of faith comes by hearing God, okay? But even being able to hear, being able to, um, oh, she's speaking something and that speaks to my life and I go live, uh, I apply it. I hearing, oh, God said this to me. Oh, as I read scriptures, it makes sense. And God, you're addressing this in my life. That hearing comes by the word of God. It comes by the word of God, the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, the Bible by reading his word. And it comes from the word, Jesus, his son, spending time with him. So we spend time with God by picking up our Bible and reading his word. But if you're not saved, it says the wisdom of God is foolishness to men. A lot is not going to make sense. It's like you need an interpreter. The Holy Spirit is that interpreter. And you can have that interpreter today. Okay, so meaning that um, if I read a scripture and it says, and I read a scripture and it says, um, be ye holy for I am holy. Someone without the Holy Spirit may say like, okay, that means the Christians are supposed to be good, like God's good, do good things, and, um, and try not to do bad things. That's what it means to them. But if I read it, and I have the Holy Spirit, then it addresses things in my life today. Oh, be ye holy, for I am holy. Now, if this is not pure, you know I don't want you seeing the things, rejoicing and looking at things on TV that you'd be mortified if you see in person. Or, oh, be ye holy, for I am holy. Um, do things the way God would want them done. You're, you're arguing, you're in strife, you're mad at someone. Don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. It means all of that. But God cannot speak to you individually, to your life circumstances, if you do not have his Holy Spirit. And the only way to get his Holy Spirit is to be saved. That you ask God to live into your life. Then you have, God is three in one. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And he says, I want to live in you and put things in order. That you make me priority number one above everything. Because I've already done that for you. God is giving to us. God is giving to us. Will you receive it? That goes from the one, the, the one day old Christian, the negative one day old Christian, meaning you give your life to Christ tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> and it goes for the thousand day old Christian. Listen, God loves you. He's saying, will you place me number one? Will you place me even above the seek? And it's important. I mean, it's important to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. That's what it says in Philippians 2, 12. Um, so it's important to seek the Lord with all your heart and please him. But don't even let seeking to please him override spending time with him. That God, I'm worshiping. I'm putting on music. I'm spending time just thinking about you. That God, I just spend time with you today. And I choose to believe you love me. 
I choose to block out the enemy saying condemnation or, oh, you know, you should be better. Oh, you're not it. But instead, I spend time with the true God who says loving words. And I love you. I've made you perfectly, exactly the way you are. And I've got a great plan for your life. Will you make him number one today? When, when you spend time with God, people can tell it. When Moses came down from the mountain, his face shone. When in Acts, when uh, Peter and John had talked, the people was like, and they, I could tell they had been with Jesus. When you spend God, time with God, it will make a difference. So for all of us who's been saved a long time, as we pray this prayer, I want you to really commit that I'm going to spend time with God. And for those of you who have never given your life to Christ, and this is your moment. This is your moment in the new year where you say, you know what? I want to do things right. I want this Jesus I've heard about, but I've always been too afraid to try. This is the time to ask him into your life today. Let us pray. Dear Lord God, dear Lord God, you are my number one. You are my number one. I speak that now. I speak that now. And I ask you to make it happen in my life. And I ask you to make that happen in my life. I know I'm a sinner. I know I am a sinner. And I want to be saved by grace. And I want to be saved by grace. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. For living in me. For living in me. Please live in my heart. Please live in my heart. Take control of my life. Take control of my life. Forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for my sins. I repent. I repent. I choose. I choose. To do things your way. To do things your way. And not my own. And not my own. I choose. I choose. To make you my Lord. To make you my Lord. And my Savior. And my Savior. Thank you. Thank you for sending Jesus for sending Jesus to die on the cross for my sins to die on the cross for my sins. I believe I believe and I confess today and I confess today that you are my God that you are my God and you have control of my life and you have control over my life and just as Jesus <laughs> and just as Jesus rose on the third day rose on the third day and has new life and has new life I have new life I have new life in Christ today in Christ today I am saved I am <laughs> hallelujah saved. hallelujah Lord God worship